It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. X Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking up, they just, but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? Pop would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus, Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an optimal. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie. He's got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So out a long frown, a man home from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told y'all all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Roho This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo Ready for the woke and we so, so Sitting with the flow, somebody called a popo Heard the lanes and I swear they so, so Too much love for the fame just to go broke You said like I had the rap game and the stroke Now I think I got the whole world on the rope Got to think of damn dog, you crazy Is he the next Jay-Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know, maybe Welcome back to The Insanity Check Which I'm thinking about renaming Um, just because, uh the world is fucking insane right now, so uh, I don't know if the Sandy Check is the appropriate name for the show. Maybe you start calling it the Sandy Check. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Um, I guess today is Deepom. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while. Um, when I decided, Not like six weeks of been talking about it, like a week and a half. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but like, so the thing about that is a week and a half in 2020 time is like two months. Oh, yeah, that's that's so, <laughs> so, it's been 84 years. Right. So, I mean, there's that. Um, uh, gee, I don't, so when I decided I was going to do just 12 more shows <laughs> for the Athena check, I decided that in 2019. And, uh, you know, doing a show a month wasn't going to be a problem because it was like, well, how much news is really going to happen in a month? You can cover all in one show. I swear to God, I should not have tempted fate like this because I feel like each show that we've done in 2020 has been a different year. <laughs> The year in review for March. <laughs> like, like, uh, uh, well, let me check out to see when the when the when the the March show was because it might be exactly one month since then. And holy God, so much has changed since then. I had Row on. That's that's why I do remember Row was on. And honestly, we're four days off. It was it was March twenty second. Um, it is March. It is April twenty sixth, and um. Like I don't even think at that point Bernie Sanders had officially dropped out of the race. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so 
so you're burning sandwiches that was a thing right, yeah. right. feeling <laughs> feeling the burn was a thing for some people wild man, times oh man yeah we went from we went from you know bernie gonna bernie might win the nomination to wait joe Biden might be the presumptive nominee to now bernie sanders who was that um to the point of bernie in that time since then bernie sanders not only dropped out endorsed joe biden and then went on yeah. to say that if you if you th- plan on sitting out of this election and not voting for joe biden that doesn't make any sense basically throwing his own people like brie under the bus <laughs> at the same time calling her what she knows, huh what, what you don't realize is that he's a manchurian self-candidate to where shit ah <laughs> <sighs> oh, man like it is it is it has been that long like like I bring all this up to say that like I don't even think we have time to cover any more of that kind of stuff for this show. Yeah, I had no, to, I had to no get longer running. Right, I had, I, no longer right. Yeah, I had to get just get that out 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 of the out of the top because it's like so many other things have happened. Like here's how here's how crazy the news has been. Right, the news has been so crazy yesterday. I was seeing that TMZ was talking about how Kim Jong Un might be dead and nobody really knows for sure. So I kept checking on MSNBC and CNN to see if I can actually get news about that. Right. News has been so crazy, and the coronavirus is taking over so much stuff. That has basically been a side note on the 24-hour news networks. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got this, we got this, we got this. Oh, and, and Kim Jong-un might be dead. We don't know. On to the next thing. Let's talk about nurses. Like, it's, it's, it's been that. That is how crazy 2020 has been. Kim Jong-un. Um, like, what are y'all going to talk about on the insane checks? And I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I, it just, <sighs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. Like at this point, just it's it's like the world has 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 gone fucking nuts. Um, out of here, everything has changed. Um, I, I knew um some states, not naming any names, Georgia, um, uh, have 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 started to lift some restrictions. Um, but most states have not. Um, most states are looking at at least through at least through May, maybe middle of June. Uh, for lifting some of their stay-at-home restrictions. Question. Mm-hmm. What's it like having like smart people in charge? So that's been the crazy thing about this whole thing. You're starting to see what happens when with competent leadership, whether it's Democrat or Republican, what that looks like. So here in Maryland, everybody knows we have a Republican governor, Larry Hogan, and. I've even seen some people go, oh, yeah, I'd vote for Hogan again. I'm like, and again, I have my issues with Hogan, um, like politically, some of the things he's done outside of this, but it shows you what happens when, it shows you how much competent leadership is missed on the Republican Party, where having a Republican governor that says things like, I'm going to trust the science is like, Earth it's earth. It's like, oh wow, shit! Hey, reelect this motherfucker. Like, I don't care what the, I don't care what the fuck he's doing. Other than, he's just gonna listen to science. Like, that's how crazy the Republican Party has become. When the bar is so low, you just have to say, "I'm gonna." You have to be semi competent and say, "I'm gonna trust science." And and I'm saying that knowing that. Hulk, let me just say, Hogan's doing a very good job. 
he has not um he is he's gone up against the president and in in this respect he's very very good at this so i i don't want to kind of really downplay what larry hogan has done here he's he's done a fantastic job but it just it, it just shows you how starved people are for competence on the republican side where that's really the bar at this point you the know bar is the floor the bar is the floor it's it's insane it is completely insane. That's what it is. And it's not just him. I think, uh, isn't DeWine in Ohio, isn't he Republican too? Yes. S- same thing. It's like, you know, and I, and I, it was funny, like, less, less than Larry Hogan. Larry Hogan has been more of a moderate Republican. He's, he's one of those Republicans that if you, if you get him as a Republican governor and then you have a, like we have here, a Dem- the Democrats run uh, the legislative, it, it, it can work out pretty well. You can, pr- you can get a pretty measured approach in, in governance that way, right? When it comes to Ohio, then I'm like, I could have sworn that Ohio was doing some crazy shit before the pandemic. And now all of a sudden, DeWine is like, oh no, he's great. Because he's been semi-competent during a pandemic. Like, that's how far on the floor the bar is. And it's fucking insane. It's fucking insane. It really is. We have a president that I, I watched I watched it live when he asked a scientist about injecting disinfected into their body to kill coronavirus. I watched them say no this. told me why it wouldn't work. <laughs> sure, it might also kill you, but I bet the virus would be dead as shit. <laughs> Or 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 irradi- irradiating people with, with UV rays, and I was like, "What else you got?" <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, "Well, that would explain why tanning salons are open in, in Georgia right now." Bro, I'm gonna give me some superpowers. Let's get gamma rays in this bitch. Let's mix up the rays. I, uh, if we don't leave this with a Fantastic Four, we failed as a nation. Just, I'm, I'm just like the saddest thing I saw on the internet. Was that that meme that showed that moment that that Donald Trump got the idea to ask about dis- injecting disinfectant? You seen that when he's looking at the when he's looking at the chart from I I don't know I don't know what organization what 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 part of the government it was that brought the chart about how you know you can use disinfectant on surfaces to kind of clean the, you know and what the stu- that study showed oh, yeah. he was looking he was looking at the chart and you would just see. You can see the thought bubble come into his head going like tiny wheel turning like <laughs> but wait. It was worth out brilliant all these fucking scientists. You bet your ass I am. They didn't think about this. Why didn't nobody think about this? If we if we put it into the body I have a tremendous talent for these things. Like you can and and in the back of my mind this entire time all I can think of Cause like even even now like Joe Biden is doing way better than Hillary Clinton did in in in, in certain mass up in certain states right I mean I think we also I mean I don't want to rehash what I was talking about this last time but I think we can we can also say that sexism had a larger way larger role than a lot of people wanted to admit not me because I knew that wanted her. to admit I don't know a lot right I mean like people needed to admit that more likely the media uh, needs to admit how 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 much sexism played in 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 that in the 2016 election 
And also just, you know, 25 years of Republican and media uh, center against the Clintons, you know, helped. Um, but it still gets me when I see that even throughout all of this, like Trump has double digit support. Oh, yeah. Like we are at. So I, th- I want to say in March when I had that show, they were they, at that time. I can't remember if they had changed the model from 100,000 dead to 60,000 dead. Um, but I do know as of today, we're at like 55,000 dead in the U.S. alone. Yep. So we're going to hit that 60 to 70,000 mark. And the hope was that it wouldn't be higher than 100,000. But I have a feeling we're going to hit 100,000 deaths. Um, yeah. The way the, oh, the yeah. states Easy. are reopening their things up. And I was even seeing in some places in California that people went to the beach uh, in California. So it's like, I, I feel like we're going to hit the $1,000. We're going to hit the 1,000, 100,000 deaths. Um, 100,000 100, Americans are going to die. And Trump still has support. And it's like when people sit there and talk about how Hillary Clinton still won the popular vote in 2016. She had three million more votes than, than, than Donald Trump. And you're right, but I still want to go, why was it only three million more votes? There it is. And, and that's the thing that, 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 that kills me about this whole entire thing is it shouldn't be that close. You know? We were we were we were talking about you know his whole comment about you know drink using disinfectant and drinking bleach and 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 we knew it was going to happen. People tried it. It's a cult, Chris. People actually like it got so bad that he while he's saying that oh it was it was sarcasm it wasn't sarcasm and I appreciate the media from now. The media is doing a better job of, of directly calling out and calling his lies lies when they happen as they happen. And the media directly pushed back against his whole thing of sarcasm going, pointing out the fact that he turned and asked the scientists if they could look into it. That's not sarcasm. He was dead serious. His tone. And then, and then he has now gone from, I was being sarcastic, to what it was it was a lie i didn't say that like it's very oh, strange like yeah the the ability the, the gymnastics he'll do to maintain the semblance of he's not an incompetent asshole is remarkable i'll tell you this when nixon went down for watergate his approval polls were in the 30s i said it when this all started i've said it throughout the process die hards die hard mm-hmm. because they're not just saying oh you know what i've was wrong in this instance. They're saying this person I've tied my identity to has led me astray in such a way that I cannot recover except for dramatic and immediate apology. Right? I mean, it's the same thing having Bernie people. It, well, I, I didn't say that. I did. I was thinking it, <laughs> but I didn't say it. But no, but it, but it's it's the call to personality, right? It's the whole thing that kind of has hurt policies in general when people tie themselves and, and I don't want people to go oh hopper on Bernie and Trump but like no I mean other people do I see it, I see it with some Biden folks I see it with some okay. Camilla folks like I see it with every, like everybody's there and it's this whole idea of treating politicians as if like they're sports they're, they're the quarterback of your favorite sports team do you, do you know the moment this changed when the, de- the first televised debates um, Nixon versus JFK 
JFK knew what television was going to be. He couldn't oh, have yeah. groomed up, mm-hmm. the makeup done. Nixon thought TV was a fad, refused to get shaved, refused to do makeup because he didn't want to look like a dandy on television. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the people who were polled afterwards, who listened to the debate on the radio, said that Nixon won in a landslide. Mm-hmm. Everyone who watched that JFK won. Yeah. And in that moment, we changed what being president was. Yeah. And now we're seeing the final iteration of that. My yeah. God, is the only way you can get it done. Yeah. It's like picking, and I'm going to keep touching on this this week, the challenge is back. It's America's fifth major sport, and it's the only one delivering in these pandemic-ridden times. What is? The challenge. MTV's the challenge. Real, real, real rules. Oh, God damn it. What? It is America's fifth major sport, and it's <laughs> delivering in a time when we need something to deliver. Now. <laughs> I'm going to let you have that one. I can hear what? I'm going to let you have that one. You're good. You're good. <laughs> You you need wins you need you need wins on this show so I'm gonna give you that one. I'm gonna take a small one. I'm gonna take a small one. What were we talking about? How did we get the challenge? <laughs> uh, called personality. Oh, the call of personality. You got people who say it's just basically like saying I'm cheering for Johnny Bananas. And in this case, it's a, it's an asshole who thinks too highly of himself, which works for Donald Trump and for Bernie Sanders. But you saw it like throughout the process. Where even, like you said, the Biden people who, the Biden went meh, like that's kind of the joke. There are some of those people who are still in the cult of personality for Biden, which I don't understand. Well, it was a cult of personality for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they had the K, I, I, I like Kamala Harris. I was never going to call myself K-Hive. The fuck are you guys nah, doing? Bro. What are you doing? I was supporting, I gave money to two candidates to cycle. I gave money to, or national candidates. I gave money to uh, Castro. Mm-hmm. Because I still think he'd have been my VP pick if I was Hillary four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I gave money to Warren. And they both lost. Yeah. I never call myself a Warren Hiver or a. I don't think Castro had a crew. No, he didn't have a crew. crew could have worked. Anyway. Yeah. Castro crew could have worked. It could have. It could have worked. Yeah. I, I was never that, though. Like, it's, it's, it's wild. And I think part of it is we're both old people. Yeah. Who've been around this kind of national politics for a while. Even tangentially, and it's hard for us to like. Even Obama, like, yeah, I, that's the closest I've gotten to cult of personality. But even in 08, there were shows like, man, I don't like that, I don't like that, I don't like that. I still pull the fucking lever or right. push a button or whatever idiom translates to your jurisdiction. Well, even with Obama, it was it was more the the transformational nature of the fact that he was the first African American president and a guy who he, right. could win, right? So you get on board with that. But in the end of the day, right, it's at the end of the day, he's still, a, uh, uh, he's, still, he's still the president of the United States. He's still a politician. There are going to be some things you don't agree with. He's not going to be able to get all of the stuff he says he's going to get done done. You have to understand that. What's happened is we, I'm saying we as a nation, have turned this into a reality TV show. And then they were shocked and surprised that a reality TV show ho, uh, uh, contestant won, right? But you turned it into that. Everything's become this, right? You, 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 you sit there and you like. I've seen people who have gotten upset that it comes down to just an old white, two old white guys going to each other. I'm like, well, you had other choices, but you all spend so much of your time treating them like like the mean girl in in right. in, in, in school and 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 acting that way that they didn't catch they, they didn't catch on. It's like 
And then you miss the point. Like you, you miss what was actually happening on ground on the ground. You miss that. Yeah. Like the people were, you know, people were completely shocked that Biden got to this point. I was like, everybody knows him. Do you know, you know who Biden is? He spent eight years as vice president of the United States. Right. At this point, people want normal. They want to get back to normal. And I understand what people are saying that normal, normal isn't good, isn't good enough. Normal is how we got to this point. All the, I totally understand that. Nobody gives a shit about that right now. Nobody gives a shit about that right now. Yeah. And, and because we've gotten to this point where we treat politics like it's a, as a game show and like it's right. a game. Who won the debate? What the fuck are you talking about? It's not a fucking, there's no scoreboard. And then they make up one. Here's the clapometer. You know, you, you, you brought it up like what the other thing that did this, uh, the 2000 election. Okay, remember, I mean, yeah. that's when the Daily Show, with the Daily Show, really took off after the 2000 election and decision 2000. And, and, and joked about all this, they joked about that. It's stuff, stuff that happens now. And you're seeing this with the media, where the media has painted themselves in the corner where they can't, like, Trump is probably going to stop doing the Daily Briefings now because the last one was so disastrous for him. But that wasn't because of the media. It was because of his own, like, idiocy and, and live in front of everybody. They got to the point where it's like, oh, no, this is, this is too much. Um, but, like, with uh, uh, um, the media, they've talked themselves in the point that, oh, well, we know we have to bring these viewpoints on here. We have to give it because, oh, what we'll do is we'll show part of the briefing. And then when it's the, just the, it's like you guys have, you guys have tied giving news to ratings right. and ratings and, are about and popularity. You to, if it, when you have to pull him off the air because he's lying, these people can then say, look, they didn't look at them. They pulled him off the air mm -hmm. because you treated his access to our airwaves as an absolute right. And not a privilege that he's abused and lost many times over. And, and at no point, none of these yeah. networks are PBS. Hmm. These are all privately owned entities that are making their own fucking journalistic decisions. Which ties so to money. We have to show. No, you fucking don't. Right. And and not only that, but like, there's no, there's been no, there's been no self reflection in the media about how we got here and how they they earned it. Like, it's funny to me watching people talk about Joe Scarborough and and Mika Brzezinski and how they're leading the charge in the media against Donald Trump and speaking against Donald Trump. And I'm like, um. I remember when they used to laugh about the Donald, their friend, the Donald, and bring him on in uh, 2014 and 2015 when he was going on his birther kick and bring him on in the morning because it was good for their ratings. I remember when Mika said that she doesn't believe, she knows Donald Trump a long time and she doesn't believe that he's racist. I remember those things, right? Yep. Now, but now it's, oh no, they're the face of the resistance. It's like, what no, the fuck they are? I'm they're the reason why this bitch. Right, you you you're you're you guys only turn on Donald Trump when he turned on you directly. Yep. Right. Which goes to the whole bigger thing, right? Is that, and this has always been the problem with this country is people don't care about it until it hits them, until it gets real for them. This virus is a perfect example of that, right? 
Like hmm. Donald Trump, people talk about how Donald Trump has failed this country because of the way he didn't take the virus seriously at, 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 at the beginning, from the beginning. But if you think about it, and, and, and this is it's crazy to say this, Donald Trump represents, another reason why Donald Trump, you know, helped win is Donald Trump also represents so many average Americans in their idiocy and the way they think. And what yes. I mean by that is... The, the disdain you, for learning. You can track... People talk about how Donald Trump didn't take this seriously and track. You can track the way Donald Trump's ser- not seriousness about this and track it with your average American and how they felt about the coronavirus. I can go back to when I can go back to February when I was hearing about the first bit of coronavirus and the corona out of Wuhan and think about the, the people I had working in my in my in my office and think about how they treated it back then. And it tracks one for one of how Donald Trump not a big deal. Oh, we're making jokes about bat shoot soup and all those other stuff. And all these people are sitting at home. Wondering when they can get back to normal. And I'm like, well, you didn't take it seriously, just like Trump did. The difference here is normally we would have a president who was a leader who would make you understand the seriousness of it. Right. That's crazy. That's, that's what we had. I know. I mean, it's like, it's like H1N1 and, and swine flu and, and Ebola. But it also, you get that point of that. If you like, I remember when Ebola, uh, the Ebola outbreak happened and Obama shut it down. Two people died and they, they, they were very adamant about how they, and they shut it down completely. And I remember people saying that they overreacted to Ebola. I'm going yeah, like I remember that simply. But like um Ebola is like deadly. <laughs> like Ebola isn't one of those things that is just like a you know There's no recovery list. Right. There's not it's not Ebola is like it's one of those it's one of those things that we should be very scared about. We we stopped it dead because the Obama administration took it seriously and did what they had to do to make sure it didn't spread in this country. And what happens is you get people thinking that, oh, well, because it didn't affect me, it wasn't that serious, so we shouldn't have to do that next time. And that's what you're seeing right now. And you have a, you have a, you have a president and an administration that kind of feels that same way, that they don't have that long-term vision. They're not smart at all. And they don't, not only are they not smart, they don't, they don't, there's no eagerness to learn, and there's no eagerness to listen to people that are smarter than them. It's all about appearances and appearing smart, and appearing like you, you're in charge, but not really taking the, the... Like, Donald Trump wants to be in charge of everything, but doesn't want to take any other responsibility that comes from being in charge. Yes. Right? Um, I was thinking about this the other day, and, 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 you know, this is a country that's majority white. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to question that or think that's different. And I made this, I, I made this comment online, I was seeing all the, 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 the protests against the stay-at-home orders, and all this stuff happening, and and I made this comment. I was like, "Why people need natural predators?" <laughs> um, because they don't, and they don't have natural predators. And and white people need something that they need a natural predator. Because when you have a natural predator, or you have something that doesn't give you that privilege of protection, you tend to do a little bit better of a job of thinking beyond what's immediately in front of you right now, and how it immediately just affects only you. Or having this false sense of security that it can never happen to you. And I feel like too many times this country gets into the position it is because white people feel that way. White people as a whole in this country have never really suffered. Uh, don't, like, uh, perfect example of this. Um, so, as you guys know, there are uh, these protests going around the country 
protesting stay at home orders because uh, majority of white they're people think smaller than they're making themselves. Oh no, they're way smaller than they are. I mean, they're way like the you can the way you shoot these crowds, you make it seem like there's a lot of people, and then you pan the camera out and you see it's like 15 people, right? Um, so here's a perfect example of this. Uh, a White House advisor, Stephen Moore, has repeatedly compared those protesting the coronavirus lockdown to Rosa Parks. White House advisor Stephen Moore repeatedly compared the protesters who demonstrated against social distancing measures aimed at containing the novel coronavirus uh, pandemic to civil rights uh, icon Rosa Parks. Moore, a right-wing economic commentator and Trump ally, made the bizarre comments in multiple media appearances last week, including CBS News and the New York Times. I'll call these people modern-day Rosa Parks, Moore told the Washington Post in one instance. They are protesting against injustice and loss of liberties. This is what happens when you have white people that don't know what an actual injustice and what an actual loss of liberties is because they never actually lost them. They have no concept. You've never, if you've never had to fight for your civil rights or, or live having an actual loss of liberties, you make comments like this. I know people will go, Oh, well, no, that's Chris. That's not right. You know, they, we have, you know, list all these times, but any, at any point that you, you list that, you don't really have it, right? And even then, like you can look back at to things like you know the Great Depression and things like that, and people were like, "Oh, well, back then, you know, you had, you know, white people knew poor white people." It's, it's, it's economic army that that people like Bernie Sanders used to make it all the time. It's like, well, poor white people are in the same position as poor black people. I'm like, no, they're not, because poor white people actually get bailed out. The New Deal actually helped them. Right. It didn't help black people. So even in the even in the by moments, design, by the way, right, by design, design right, it's designed to do that. So even in the moments when there are maybe some inequalities for the poorest of white people, they still get a bailout at some point. They never get that full idea of we took your rights from. Like think about it this way, right? Black people brought to this country were slaves. People sit there and say, well, we, you know, we fought a war to free the slaves and for e equality and all this. No, you, the Civil War is not about that at all. We know that. I'm not going to rehash that. But if it was, if it really was about equality, why did it take so many more years after that to get the Civil Rights Act? To actually treat black people the same as white people and still not be there, right? It's like you've, they've never had that sustained moment of not having rights and so at so any point is, i wouldn't wish it on them no i i, I wouldn't wish it because, on because because like you can't you can't say oh i want to call everyone except for these people who've also done me wrong like that's not but they do need the perspective of it well and, it's the lack of perspective that's that's haunting everything well, and, and, and because, because white people have never been able to relate to that, mm -hmm. in this country at least, you get things like this where in the moment when, when we should all be doing our part to ensure the safety of everyone, they're complaining because they can't get a haircut. They're complaining because they... They want to go to the. They want to go to the gym. I'm only laughing because it's so infuriating. Oh, it's completely infuriating. You know, they're 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 comparing Governor Whitmore Meyer to a Nazi 
because she's asked again we still have when you think about other countries that have their lockdowns and what our lockdowns are in this country we're not even locked like let's let's, let's even bring this back a little bit our stay-at-home orders are not lockdowns folks they've asked you politely to stay at home all right my company gave me a i'm considered an essential worker my company did give me a letter to present if i was stopped to show that i was an essential worker i have never had to pull it out and stop because there's no there aren't any checkpoints to stop you from going anywhere there's no checkpoints. Nowhere. You are absolutely allowed to get out and, and go somewhere. Some, some businesses are closed. Uh, some businesses have changed the way they do business. Can't dine in at a restaurant. You have to order out and things like that. Um, and, and, and that's it. But that's, that's, that's it. Like, you are not locked down. This is not, uh, you know, communist China or, you know, somewhere where they're like, and part of it is because we don't have the infrastructure, first of all, to even, so that's that's the sad part about this. We're not locked down, not because we don't have the political will to do it or because we have freedoms, things like that. We don't, we don't, we're not locked down because we don't have the infrastructure in place to, to do it. Right. We, we couldn't lock us down. Right. Right. There's there there like there's no we're not doing temperature checks in buildings. Nope. Nope. We don't we're not we're not we don't, we don't have despite what the great Donald Trump is saying, we don't have enough like I love their I love their 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 fluffing of the the numbers on the testing. We've done more tests and more tests than any other nation combined blah blah blah. I'm like motherfucker, when you compare it to the number of people we have in this country to the number of tests we have done, it is pathetic. It's embarrassing. It's not even I don't even think it's 1% of our population we've tested. And we're talking about opening, and we're talking about opening the government back up. At this point, you get a test if you are rich, you know someone, or your company knows someone. I got an antibody test the other day. Um, my company actually was able to secure uh, some testing for uh, their essential workers, and they teamed with the Mayo C- Clinic to do that. That's how I was able to get an antibody test. Um, that is how you're getting tested at this point. And we also know, and if you want, in the other testing that they've set up for some drive-through things like that, you have to show symptoms. We also know that the big, the big carry, the biggest carriers of the virus are asymptomatic. So if you're only testing people that have all the symptoms to meet all your criteria, guess what? You're not doing. You're not testing enough people. So Chris, that's crazy talk. The so, government's infallible. So all hell to your leader. So we're not testing everybody. We don't have the supply chain to get the cleanings. Like, um, and we'll get to Georgia in a minute, but like some of the places in Georgia didn't open up because they don't even they don't they don't have the cleaning supplies they need to meet even Kemp's lowered lowered requirements for opening up. So we don't have we don't have the supply chains for the, for the clean supplies. You know, uh, and places like New York and places that are heavy hit, uh, uh, first responders like uh, police departments are already hit, heavy hit themselves. So they're definitely not going to set up checkpoints like that. Like, so you're not even locked down. You're being asked politely to stay at home and do everything remotely while other people put their lives on the line to bring you your fucking meals. Yes. And your asses are calling yourselves the modern day Rosa Parks and that your civil rights rights are, 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 you don't know what that means. They're protecting their rights, Chris. You don't know what that means. But they didn't protect the rights of the kids that were locked up in cages 
immigrant. Those haircut. aren't the rights we're concerned with, Chris. The right, the right to get right to get a haircut. The right to go to a salon and get your nails done. Got to get get go this to a barber. Cut off bowling alleys. I love that one. I love that when the bowling alleys were opening and it was like practice social distancing. Don't touch anybody else's balls. First of all, <laughs> that's what she said. But um, <laughs> phrasing boom, right? Um, um, but like, like the whole thing, like that. Just what are you? What are you fucking doing? Do you want to? Do you want to talk to her now? This is what you're sort of here. I want to talk to her too, but before we talk to her too, I, I do. Okay. You attempted this. It's it's a new segment. Uh, we're starting. Uh, just for the show and the show only. It's called um, That's Old Georgia. You brought this on yourself. If you had never mentioned. I mean, it's very. I think it's. Oh, I did bring it on myself. But I also appreciate it because there's not going to be golf football this year. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> Like it was really nice to hear the fight song. Like, oh, right, right. right. <laughs> I remember. I, 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 I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Oh shit! I ran across the ball, man. That was nice. Anyway, so um, all right. First of all, I, no jokes aside, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Brian Kim is your is your fucking governor. Because, first of all, again, April has been three years. All right. So at least it's been at least three years long. Um, at the beginning of April. Brian Kemp came out on April 2nd and said that new information came out that influences and decision on, on education. He finally issued a stay at a home order. I think like on April 2nd, right? Yes. So he's one of, first of all, one of the, one of the, one of the later governors to realize that they need to issue a stay at home order. Right. Um, to realize or to enact one, there's a difference. Huh? To realize or to enact one, there's a difference. Well, isn't it both for him? <laughs> Because on April well, 2nd... There's a, there's a very strong belief in, in, on this side of the microphone that some of this was willful. Like, it wasn't like, oh, we just found out. It was, they didn't know, and they just decided not to do anything. Oh, no. I, I, okay, I can give you that one. I can give you that Because he says here that the new information he got that, is, uh, that, that caused him to issue the stay-at-home order was he had just found out that, um, that, that people who are asymptomatic can pass coronavirus on other people. Which, to me, was one of the... Like, wait, you're in charge of a state? There's a lot of dumb lies out there to tell. As a human, right. you tell a lot of dumb lies. Right. This is one of the dumbest. I, I just, just that, that, what? No. Even, even Trump knew that. Like, that, that's something that comes with Brian Kemp a lot with me, was like, fucking, even Trump wasn't that dumb. <laughs> like, it's, well, the thing about Trump is this is continual scorpion the frog type thing. Because after he did this, after he did this, at the urging of Trump, apparently, later on, so, no, nah, I'm not told not to do that shit. What? No. Oh, well, that, well that, that was, yeah, removing the, the, yeah, actually opening Georgia back up. So he's one of the, the, the last governors to close down the state, and then turns around to be one of the first ones, because, like, it hasn't even been a month. He issued the stay-at-home order on, like, April 2nd, and then, what was it, April 24th, he's opening it up to, to, to salons, nail shops, bars, and, and tattoo parlors, and I'm just like, Sorry, you want to talk about this? Let's talk about this because I, I know I, I've seen, okay. and I know you probably have more information on this. But the real reason why yeah. Kemp is doing this, 
So I want to remind everyone, I have an inordinate amount of friends who are bar owners and restaurant owners. They're all against this. And the people whose bottom lines are most directly affected by it are like, no, I shouldn't be doing this. Ask more questions. So it's not about making sure that businesses are open and commerce can continue. It's about making sure people can't file for unemployment insurance. When Kemp has a fiscal discussion in 21, 21, and 22, this is what he's preparing for. Because he got his seat by one, stealing it, and two, being the craziest guy in a field of crazy Republicans. His base has been told that anytime the government spends money, that's a fucking crime. So he can't raise taxes. He can't be nuanced because he's a Republican. Right now, the state of Georgia is staring at 1 million unemployment applications. The unemployment fund has a reserve of $2.6 billion. Last week, it paid out $42 million, about three times what it normally does. That figure will double over the next two or three weeks. At that rate, the fund's empty in 28 weeks, Chris. Even if, let's say things are, I'm not saying I'm wrong, and things start to improve immediately. The fund's going to go up in a year, could be up in a year because there's no way that employment's hitting, unemployment is hitting back down to 5% anytime soon. So recently, Georgia did the stupid Kansas thing. If you know about Kansas's um, budgetary politics, you're rolling your eyes right now. If you don't, about to learn something. They instituted a hard constitutional limit on income taxes of 6%. They can't go higher at any point without amending the state constitution. There's no easy way for them to get more money because you tell the Republicans you've got to raise taxes. The same Republicans who are protesting why we should be open on Friday. Because if there's no state order saying these businesses can be closed, the people who are unemployed can no longer can't claim that their unemployment is involuntary. A hairdresser or massage therapist can't maintain social distance, but they can't file, but they can file for relief unless the law says that they can work. Gyms, fitness centers, bowling alleys, tattoo parlors, barbers, cosmetologists, hair designers, nail care artists, respective schools, and massage therapists. Not banks. Right. Not software firms, not even factories, not fucking schools. Not even the governor mansion. Because apparently some people are like... On this list are staffed by poor people. Yeah. Because that's what they want with the unemployment rules. And it, it, it doesn't come as any shock to me that once they start to figure out who this kills, the back to work got a lot louder. Mm-hmm. Yep. Purpose of this is not to get the economy moving. That's going to take forces large, far beyond a few barbers cutting hair on a Friday. It's about getting people who they don't want on the unemployment rules off the unemployment rules. Mm-hmm. If you could work and you're not working, guess what? You're not just, you're not taking your health, you're lazy. Yep. So work or die. Work, die, or don't work, and good luck. That's what George said to the people who need this. This helped the most, the protection the most. Right. And we're going to joke about this because it is goddamn stupid. If you don't laugh at stupid things, you're going to go insane in this world. 
But man, the more like I, as I joke about this, know that I am infuriated. Well, it's it's, it's nefarious. It's it's Disgusting. it's one of those things that Brian Kim is stupid. Don't get me wrong; he's a fucking moron. Yes. But ever we've seen this through Trump as well. Morons can also be uh, incredibly cruel and incredibly dangerous. And what he's done here, like when 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 the other when the mayors of other uh, 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 towns and, and, and cities and stuff like that themselves find out about the governor reopening the state and superseding their authority and reopening the state from Twitter. And did, he didn't even talk to them. He didn't even talk to the other mayors. Nope. He talked to nobody. He's saying, well, we're looking at the, the data, but the data shows that you're not even at the curve. Like, to the point that even Donald Trump had to come back out and say, well, Donald Trump was for it. He then became against it because even Donald Trump had to come back and say, uh, officially, yeah, he didn't agree with Brian Kim. Like, that's how you know. Because people are going to die. He had to get his name off. <clears throat> right. Right. Make no mistake. Is it not hyperbole? This is not a joke. People are going to die because of this. It's the only state that's doing that. But, like, it's, 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 it's this rush to come back. Um, like you said, it's, it's this whole idea of one, making the making these protests against stay at home orders look bigger, and I, and I appreciate that at some point the because um, at first they weren't doing it, the media was making them see they were way bigger, but eventually it seemed like cooler heads prevailed in the media, and they even started coming out themselves and pointing out that these stay at home orders were um, were not large, uh, and then they also started going back and showing that um, the poll numbers from from people in those states that showed that. Most people backed their governors who were saying that they were enforcing the stay-at-home orders or weren't backing their governors, like Kemp, who weren't reopening the state back up. So um, I appreciate the media for kind of getting that. But even then, it's like it was kind of a little bit too late. Could you spend enough time backing these protests and also showing that they all came from Fox News? No, 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 no shock there. Um, and um, yeah, people are going to die. People are going to die from this. Um, this is not a Georgia thing. Uh, I was gonna keep it separately because I do have one more Georgia thing to come back up, but we'll come back to it. But Hooray. it it um it's it's the um like the only thing that was like there's there at this point there's a stupid there's a stupid off <laughs> in the Republican yes. Party. Um, the um you you saw the mayor of uh, Las Vegas, right? Chris. <sighs> And the thing is, yo, I'm about to do real fucking crazy, Chris. I get it. I get it. Your town runs on tourism. Gas subsidies ain't hidden like they used to. A lot of cities and a lot of states are look like Las Vegas and Atlanta, or excuse me, in Georgia, before it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. Because the money's about to get real fucking tight. That story I just told about uh, Georgia's unemployment mon money? Mm -hmm. Change the name and pick a date for when your state decides to get crazy with it. Right. Because it's coming. Like, that's... I mean, we're... I what... want to be crazy to you because it's evil and it's callous, particularly mayors, but people who have local jurisdictions are feeling internal pressures. They are feeling pressures that I cannot comprehend and I respect that enough say to not call her a flat-out flat out crazy-ass bitch on this podcast. However, I'm thinking it. 
<laughs> um, right before I start playing this crazy woman, um, you know, the unemployment numbers are what, at 25 million right now? Yeah. 25, 25 million Americans have filed for unemployment. You remember when the unemployment numbers were, were quote unquote high under Obama and people said that he should, huh? It was weird. Skyrocketed, Chris. <laughs> Skyrocketed. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It's different. So, I mean, just mm, hmm. on the one hand, I gotta say the best thing for for Barack Obama's legacy might be Donald Trump at this point because uh, there's gonna be a lot of people who didn't want to give him that credit. Cost my dude. Oh cost. no 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 oh, no no no. We all might die. <laughs> we all might die. <laughs> we all gotta pay. I mean, we all we all gonna we all we all gonna pay from there. But as we all sit in the afterlife, we're all gonna be sitting there going like. Huh, that Obama guy, right? And there's gonna be somebody right. with a, there's gonna be, there's gonna be somebody with a Tea Party tattoo going like, yeah, yeah that dude was that nigger was pretty good. <laughs> All right, I so you are. Uh, I mean, so here's uh, Mayor Carolyn Goodman, and the craziest one was when she was on, because uh, she did this several times. She was on Anderson several, Cooper. She kept repeating herself. That's what got me. I was like, hey man. Just let him play play with my other appearance and walk off. Right, you're right. Just so here's where she's and and I and you gotta love Anderson Cooper's. Did she just say this dumb shit in, on live? Like just face incredulity, right? Just right. Incredulous as a person. Yeah. So here we go. Lives is a tragic loss, but when you count 150. Versus 2.3 million, you have to say okay. we have to open up. We have to right. go back. Our bus drivers, our but hasn't cleaners, it been because of social distancing that the numbers have been what they are? How do you know until we have a control group? We offer to be a control group. Anybody who knows anything about statistics knows that, for instance, you have a vaccine. You're, you're offering you the, real the vaccine. citizens of Las Vegas to be a control group. To see if your theory on social distancing no, works no, no, or doesn't no, work. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Don't put words in my mouth. You just said, said we'll be a control I group. Offered, excuse me. What I said was I offered to be a control group, and I was told by our statistician you can't do that because people from all parts of Southern Nevada. So, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're basically told by a scientist that you can't do that because, bitch, that's dumb. <laughs> right? That's that. I'll bet his life on it. <laughs> right? Second of all, second of all, like, I love how nobody ever answers, like, answers the question was true. It's like, you're saying, it's, it's that whole thing of the numbers are low because of the social distancing, because of these measures. And then her aunt response was, you don't know that. It's like, do you want to find out though? Do you she really want to? <laughs> and, and you're right. Did you hear the interview? Of course, she wants to find and, out. And apparently, she does. I'm in. No, she is about it. And I She's said, all oh, about listening to your life to prove her point. Right, right, right. And we get to that point in a minute. Too bad, because I know when you have a disease, you have a placebo that gets the water and the sugar, and then you get those that actually get the shot. Excuse me, what? <laughs> If you don't know anything about science, Chris, <laughs> you know how right she is. What? what? Why don't you know anything about science, Chris? What? What? Are, what are, I don't. Uh, okay. We would love to be that placebo side so you have something to measure against. 
So you want to be the group that gets... kill us? <laughs> we offer ourselves as tribute. So you you want the so wait so okay if I don't understand so I'm, I'm trying I'm just trying I'm trying to understand so so if we know the virus kills right we've agreed that Correct. this virus kills yes. yes okay okay so what we have prescribed to to get it so that it doesn't kill people is that as much as much as much is to have them to stay at home. And, and, and if, if you will, that would be the medicine, right? The medicine would be to stay at home, close down some business, lim- limit, limit contact Maybe between people. We don't know why people aren't dying now. Okay, okay. But we're still saying that that's the medicine piece, right? So That's what the, we tried, yes. The, yes. The, the placebo in that case would be, what she wants the, 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 the city of Las Vegas to do, would be to not do that. The thing that we believe is actually what's statement. what's the question? <laughs> I just I just want to make sure I get the logic together. I just I want I want to know the question. I I, ask the I, question. I, I, I taste pennies. <laughs> I taste pennies. So all you, the data and you want to get the placebo. You don't want to get the actual. Well, no, the group against the placebo, by the way, usually gets the short end of the stick. Um, well, you don't know. How do you know when you, Mayor, you're in part of let that me just group? Say, you are. Mayor, <laughs> Mayor if if you if casinos reopen, are you going to be inside those casinos every single night, putting your own life on the line? Whoa, 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 whoa! That is a that is a low ball question, there, Anderson. How dare you ask this one? I mean, of course you would, though, right? I mean, she's a leader, and so leaders would obviously. That. I wouldn't assume. I have that lived here. in this town for fifty-six a, years. Are you going to go to the casinos no, no, no. every night and put your life on the line no, like I, all the workers I, you say I've you were there holding town, their hands? So I, uh, they don't need it. We weren't broken. We as tragically have one hundred and fifty people we lost. Tragic. We have two point three million people here. I haven't heard you say yes that you would be sitting on those casino floors every night along with the people that you say you are holding their hands with. What what is the purpose of that? First of all, I have a family. Because it would be putting your money. It would be putting money where your mouth is. She had an answer. Hmm. You and your lamestream media friends don't like her answer. But guess what? She had an answer. She's got to be home cooking the meals, Chris. She can't be there. Otherwise, she'd love to. Next question. (laughs) I would love to be there with you. Um, But she can't. We heard the answer. I'm fine with that. Hmm. Next question. Hmm. I just next these question. The, these are these, this is what happens. This this is what happens when you put idiots in charge. I'm pretty sure this is not the first time. Commerce. Commerce this... is what happens, Chris. Is that what I'm hearing? No. <laughs> freedom. Freedom is what happens. Freedom. Freedom. <laughs> I want freedom to die. Right, but it, it, but it, but Andrew pulled up the you know thing. It's like the people calling for these people calling for things opening and back up. They're they're not actually calling for their particular job and them to be on the floor, front lines. Right, they want the option to have other people there. Right, you want the you want the you want you want you want the control group. Remember this key experiment? Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. on black people. Mm-hmm. Is it just that on a larger scale? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. What's mm-hmm. the problem? Mm-hmm. It worked once. Worked swimmingly. 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 Right. Zero complaints. Right. Um, yeah. Um, I, I just, 
that just it's a lot it's so much um it's a lot Let's see. Uh, going back to Georgia here. This is uh, Brian Kim. Uh, yeah, Brian Kim talking about the executive order for Thursday night dealing new requirements for how various businesses reopening uh, starting Friday and Monday could open up. So again, gyms, fitness center, nail, hair salons, body art studios, bowling alleys, all the places that require close contact with people. Let's open those up first. That just makes sense. Um, so. Uh, here are here are the requirements for restaurants in uh in Georgia and and, and Depot. I know you and Susan will clearly uh uh use these these th- to go dine out because I, I know you can't wait to dine out on Monday. Um, I can't wait. Right. Uh, no more than ten people. No more than ten patrons per five hundred uh, square feet are allowed inside at once. All employees must are required to wear masks at all times, which is funny because you know what we don't we have a PPE shortage for masks. Keep going, but that's one of the many problems of what's happening here, yes. Employers must screen and evaluate workers who exhibit signs of illness, such as fever over 100, uh, 100.4 degrees and cough or shortness of breath. Not like they have asthma or something like this, and it's a terrible allergy season. Um, and also, there's also the fact that apparently <clears throat> a fever doesn't mean you don't have, doesn't, isn't a good sign of that you have the virus or not, but whatever. Um, restaurants must post signs that say no, uh, no one with symptoms of COVID-19 can enter. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, sorry. Oh, 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 well, sir. You know what? I came on this podcast full of piss and vinegar, ready to make fun of our um, Governor Brian. Um, but now they know that he's got a sign policy. Oh, God, I mean, let's talk about sports. Someone's challenge. Fuck, like you know, Twist you know. I can see it right now. Somebody with COVID nineteen go, goes up to the, goes into a restaurant and the, and they and the, they see the sign and their COVID just pops up. And goes, hey, sir, you have COVID. You can't come in. You know, uh, the, 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 the like, bro, can't you read? Right. We're sick. Let's go. Right. Um, party size limited no more than six per table. Okay, cool. That, that helps. Cause it's not like one, it's not like we had all those models from like Korea or something like that where like one person broke quarantine and ended up infecting like 30,000 people, but like whatever, six per table works. It's salad, honor system, Chris. Mm-hmm. Salad bars and buffets are no longer allowed. To be fair, I, those are actually kind of disgusting anyway, so maybe we should never bring them back. You know what, though? There's a lot of Golden Corral love here in Georgia. I expect that to be lifted soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, restaurants must also must use pre-rolled silverware. Uh, items must be removed from self-service drink condiments, utensils, and table uh, tableware stations, and have workers provide those items to patrons. Patrons must be uh, must be kept separated while waiting to be seated through four markings or waiting in cars. Workers who show sign of illness can come in to work. Uh, employees who have COVID-19 must self-isolate for seven days and be fever-free and symptom-free for three days before coming back to work. What happens to the 14 days of quarantine? Hey, won't that, will that be paid time in quarantine? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Just asking questions. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, employer, employees, employers must train employees on the importance of frequent hand washing, use of hand sanitizer, and avoiding touching their faces. You didn't already do that? We already. Hey, man. Look. What was your day one training before this? Okay. Asking for a me. I mean, I used to see those hand washing signs in the in the in the in the bathroom. I thought the okay. Uh, playgrounds must stay closed. Um, movie theaters can reopen under the following conditions. Uh, parties are seated at least six feet apart. No party can be more than six people. Ushers will help enforce social distancing. Tape must be applied to floors at a ticket counter to keep people at a safe distance. Employees must see, must clean every seat, armrest, door handle, hand, handrail, and doorknob before and after each showing. Here's my question. Um, if the, how are you going to show no movies if there are no new movies to show? 
Theaters can open under the policy of nigga, please. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like I say you're trying to kill me. How are you doing? Again, pretty good, because not only is my government not trying to kill us, but he's also in a pack with the closer, the, the D.C. And, and Virginia to ensure that we all kind of, for the most part, stay our asses home. So, pretty fucking oh, good. Oh, so. oh you got a smart person in charge. Well, yeah, I, I got a smart person. Good. Whereas, it's the opposite. I think, was it, is it, was it North Carolina? the one state down uh, down south that's surrounded by everybody else that's trying to open it up in North Carolina. The one was like, yeah, it might be the only. One, is it the only one with the with the Democratic governor? Circle the go- gets the square. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> okay. That was a fun segment. He said sarcastically. Oh, but we're not done with Georgia. I thought you said there was only one more thing. There was the one. Oh uh, well, no, there's Vernon Jones as well. We don't claim him. I'm allowed to say that. Again. <laughs> On all levels of weed. Georgia State Representative uh, Vernon Jones has rescinded his resignation a day after it was announced. So he, this is the Democrat, quote unquote, Democrat who endorsed Donald Trump, uh, but then resigned after backlash. But then he's now rescinded his resignation. Uh, a Democrat who represented Metro D, uh, Metro Atlanta's uh, House District 91 in Georgia Assembly announced his departure in a statement released to a local TV station, uh, CBS 46, on Wednesday. Longtime fixture of, of Atlanta area politics claims his family suffered in the aftermath of his announcement last week of his support of the re-election for Donald, Donald, uh, President Donald Trump. I endorsed the white guy, Donald Trump, that let blacks out of jail. They endorsed the white guy that put blacks in jail. Oh, wow. He's that, he's that, kind, of, he's that kind of black guy. Great. Turn the lights off. I left the plantation. The statement read, someone else can occupy the suite. Therefore, I intend not to compete to complete my term effective April 22nd, 2020. However, I will remain woke and vigilant in the, in the educating and fighting for my people. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. He says that was emotional and that was motivational. He said, because of what you did for me, I'm going to remain on the battlefield. I'm going to complete my term. I'm going to continue my, to put my country before my party. I'm going to do everything I can to get Donald J. Trump elected. What's up with this dude, man? So. <laughs> I got to figure out how to say this. Okay. Vernon <laughs> Jones is a person who is not unfamiliar to me. Um, what can you say? I think he spoke for himself. We all know who Vernon Jones is. He's that he's diamond and silk in a suit. And he left the party and was gonna resign. Now he's back. Da, da, da. We know who this dude is. I feel like we're very aware of this dude is. And I'm excited for him to lose the seat. I'm excited to see what happens to all these black people that have backed Donald Trump after. The same thing that happened to the black people who, who made a career on bashing uh, Obama. Nothing until until they decide to do something about him. Right, but I mean, but even the people they that... They let Cornel at the house, man. They let him speak in public. Nothing's going to happen to him. Because guess what? There's always going to be a job with a black person willing to talk bad about black people to white people. True. Yeah, that motherfucker's right. never unemployed. Mm-hmm. You're right. 
You're right. You're right. Don't even know why I said this. Um. All right. So uh, we'll get out of Georgia. And I'm, I just saw this Thank on. God. <laughs> just just saw this at um on TMZ. Apparently, uh, uh, there was a uh, police broke up a house party in in Chicago that had a thousand people that had a house party in in. A thousand American, a thousand people, people, like a thousand mm, black people. If you had any doubt of coronavirus are about to explode because of reckless conduct, check out this video. All doubts will swiftly erase. A thousand people ignored the stern warnings of the doctors and scientists in the city that had been ravaged by the virus and jammed to a house on the west side of of Chicago. You can see what looks like around 100 people in just one house dancing as the music blares in the background. The rest of the house was also packed with people. Goes without saying, uh, but there's no visible social distancing. One of the party goers to- told MTO News, I'm not worried about the coronavirus, but if I didn't have it before, I probably got it now. Oh, well. Um, also, there, like yesterday was really hot in, in, in California. A lot of people went to the beaches in California. Like, what is wrong with them? What? Americans just feel so uncomfortable. Y'all get still? It hasn't even been Y'all like... Y'all still for a second? It's barely been a month. You know what? No one can watch true crime dramas anymore. No one can watch true crime documentaries. Unless you're willing to do the time, you cannot watch the crime. You can't stay inside for five, for five weeks? Not months, Chris. Not months. We're about five, six weeks now. Depending on when your town got right. And you mean to tell me that you can't sit inside? Is that, is that what I'm hearing, Chris? Please tell me if I'm hearing it wrong. That is what you're hearing. Okay. You lazy, entitled motherfuckers, man. I swear to God, get your ass inside, man. What is wrong with you? And what kills me is Chicago's been hit really badly. Chicago, um, people are dying left and right. You know, obviously, it's been, it's been, it's been. You know, black people have been, uh, uh, you know, after that, the lies and the that rumors spread around that black people weren't affected by just the opposite. Black people in America have been um, <clears throat> disproportionately affected by it because, again, uh, the systemic nature and systemic racism that is in white supremacy that has ravaged, you know, our communities when it comes to access to, to uh, uh, medical supplies and, and, and medical insurance and things like that. I mean, you got to think about it, right? I'm lucky enough that I have several options when, it, when, I, when I need to go to the grocery store. Um, I actually work in a very, uh, I work in Chantilly, Virginia. It was a very affluent place. And uh, I went by there yesterday. Uh, I stopped by a Walmart there to pick up something. And they had a complete shelf full of nothing but like uh, bounty paper towels. Not like the store brand, like bounty, like like one of those big like twenty four packs of bounty. Completely, Yo. completely fucking stocked. Completely fucking stocked. They had bleach. You know, um, I live in areas where I, I can easily get to a grocery store. What if you live in the food deserts and places that you you can't? Right. Right. You know. And then you wonder why black people were more affected by this. We already, you know, this, this virus uh, hurts uh, and targets people with respiratory diseases and underlying uh, uh, illnesses. Well, there's already been talk about, you know, you know how uh, the air quality in certain cities and how bad it is and how that's led to 
increased cases of asthma and other respiratory diseases among African-Americans like that. So, you know, this is, this is a virus that is clearly almost like tailor made. I don't want to say that because then there can be some idiot out there saying this was man-made, but it's, 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 it is, it is perfectly set up to really ravage through our community. And I'm not gonna lie, even, even here in Maryland, when I'm coming home from work, I see way too many people on the road. And I'm like, there's no way yeah. all of you all are essential workers. You know, I go to work, I come home, I might swing by a store to grab something for my dad or myself. Uh, but I've actually been ordering way too much stuff on Amazon. <laughs> like I, 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 um, like literally, I don't know. You might, you guys might hear when you guys listen to the, uh, um, the comic book club we just did on uh, Batman, but my dad actually just knocked on my door to drop off. I had, I had ordered a five pack of soap off of Amazon. Uh, so he dropped, they just dropped it off. So I've been stocking up for the house because I'm moving on Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> so I've been getting all, I've been getting all this up, but I just, I try to do as much as I can ordering it online so I don't have to go actually into the store, you know? Right. right. Um, and like, I, I, you know, as I'm driving home, I see way too many people out just out and about i see people you know walking around and 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 i get it i get you can go stir crazy and i get that you need to be out some out of your house sometimes and and there are ways to do that right nobody's saying you have to be locked in your house and you can't step foot out of your house i I would say though if you're in a city maybe really do limit the time you come out you know, because you're in a you're in a more condensed place. This is why New York City has been hit so hard. I mean, people live on top of each other in New York. You know, it's hard to to escape that. You know, that's where you like. I go. I, I still go on my. I go. I go on runs. I, I do two mile runs to kind of keep in shape. If I lived in a city, I wouldn't go on a run. I've been seeing a lot of people yeah. talk about the etiquette of running, and I'm like, if you live in a city and you're still going on a run, I feel like you're kind of an asshole. Unless you have a mask, I go, if, on, if you, I go on like a little three mile walk every day. Yeah, if you have a mask when you run, I can, I can, I can, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. But I've been seeing too many stories of people that um, are like they're trying to walk home from their essential job, and they have to cross the street because of somebody's running without a mask and and isn't and isn't and isn't going wide or something like that. Like when I go for my run, usually there's nobody out, but if there is, because again, I, 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 I live, I'm living with my dad right now, and he's living in a 55 up community, so again, higher risk. I cross the street if I can. If I can't cross the street, I go super wide. Not six feet. I'm talking like 20 feet. I move. Yeah, you know? I, see, I see maybe three people when I go on my walks. Because mm-hmm. like I live in the cater. I live in like a, a nice, quiet part of the cater. I don't see. I, I can go the whole time and not see anyone. If I see someone, right. I would just, you know, do the, do the widening thing on the sidewalk and that's it. Right. But you're right. If I live in the city, like I've got, like I went to school in New York. All my friends are still in New York. Mm-hmm. It's a city that is not designed for you to be in your own space. It's designed for you to take advantage of communal spaces because their apartments are 800 square feet at, at the best. Right. And so, uh, while I feel for my friends there, I tell them, like, oh, yeah, I'll go for my runs. I'll go to the park. I'm like, please be careful and please don't. Like, if you can avoid it, just, just a little or discipline for a second, people. Right. Or learn to change your schedule. Maybe you go super early. That's the thing, too. Yeah. I try, I try to run, I try to run early. I try to run earlier. I know, I know in the evenings around like four or five is usually when most people are out walking about and stuff like that. They got the kids. So I try to go either after that or super early in the morning when I know there's not going to be a lot of people out there. Like I yeah, avoid I go, it. I go from 830 to 930. Yeah. I try to avoid it. It's like, I get it. You, you, you want to be out. I need to get some sun. I need to do this. Like, well, then you need to go somewhere where there's nobody else. If I can do it see, responsibly, you can still do it. Just do it responsibly. Well, that's the problem. It's like, and that's all the problem too, right? 
And it goes to a larger problem that we've had in this country. And that, I know this is basically what this show has been about today, and I'm sorry, but like, just what it is. But it's a problem with America, right? Americans have been, 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 have always been the American shitheads. And we've always been told the great thing about America is our freedom. And a freedom above everything else. And it's a lie, right? Because that freedom only comes for certain people, and particularly, you know, white men. Straight white men win. But that's the lie that everybody tells. And so the minute that somebody comes and tells you that you don't have the freedom to do what you want when you want to do it, it then all of a sudden devolves in this whole thing of you're trying to take away my freedom. You're trying to take away my ability to do this. And, you know, that's, that's wrong. And so I'm going to do, do it anyway. It's like, that's not the case. It's like, we still live in a society. We still have rules. You're being asked to stay home so that a year from now, you don't have to do this again. Because that's, that's the great irony of this whole thing, right? It's, we're doing it the hard way. The U.S. is doing this and handling the coronavirus the hard way. With not fully locking down when we should have, you know, trying to open up too early. All the things that they, all the si- things that scientists see, say not to do. Here, here throwing stones at the leadership. I'm telling you, they just wanted to play on all Madden, baby. They wanted that challenge of the pandemic, baby. <laughs> we're going to get it, but it also means you're going you're to spend more time. So, so... The real thing about the people talk about the second wave coming, and the second wave hits in the in the in the fall with the flu virus. It'll be right back here, nigga. That's gonna be worse because how are you you're gonna know who has the flu and who has the coronavirus. Like I'm tempted to honestly like take advantage of some of this freedom that Georgia's been giving us. I know it's going away soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the moment's like mm, maybe I should just go do some shit just because I can. Because I mean, it's not gonna last. Get, Two get, weeks from now, we're gonna be you're locked down for three more months. We know that because a lot of these places are trying to open up haven't even hit their curve. A lot of them are also states that you know are, are saying, "Well, we didn't have a lot of cases like New York, so we're not as hard to hit." Not really. The reason why you guys aren't hurt is one: nobody's going to your fucking state. First of all, North Dakota. Um, but second of all, like you, you guys are. You, you have smaller, it's highlighting one, a couple of things, right? It's also highlighting the fact that maybe every state shouldn't have two senators because you don't have a population the size of maybe a city in New York. So maybe you don't need to have the same, like maybe we should change that a little bit. Um, but uh, you're spread out more. You also probably don't have the infrastructure that we talk about the infrastructure that is bad in this country. If you want to believe that somewhere, uh, some of these states that are opening up right now have better infrastructure than New York City or California, I'm going to call you a goddamn liar. So you're saying that you're open to say backup because you haven't been hit that hard, but how much are you willing to bet that you don't know how hard you've been hit because you don't have the infrastructure in place to do testing to know? Right. So how are you so certain that... You're not going to, yeah, you're right. You might not be the next New York because, you know, New York, again, most of the cases in New York are probably in New York City. They're, you know, New York City and, and California, they're also hubs. They're on the coast. They were international travel. So it also, it also makes sense why they were hit so hard, not because they're blue states and they're, you know, liberal states and blah, blah, blah. No, it's because they're not in the interior to the country like you guys are. But you can start seeing it now when you start seeing things where you see some of these poultry and pork um, processing plants are getting hit hard by coronavirus. Because their states are not taking it seriously enough and think it's not a big deal and, until it is. 
Because that's when, to me, that's what the second wave is going to be. The second wave is not going to really be the states right now that are that have, that have taken a series like Maryland, D.C., uh, Virginia, uh, Ohio, Michigan, New York, California. I think I think those will get under underway because their their governors are, 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 are have will have but plans in place. It doesn't matter, Chris. There are, it's not like we have hard fucking state borders. Well, no, 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 no. It's you're like you're right. A non-peeing section in a pool. No, no. You're you're absolutely right in that case. What I mean by that is. Even, it's not saying that they won't come back on those states, but they'll have plans in place to handle it. To me, right. the real bad second wave is going to be the secondary states that never had the infrastructure, never never got hit hard the first time, so they never they never built up their reserves to handle it for the second wave. Like the second wave, you're absolutely right. Like this whole thing of this whole thing of not shutting down the country in pieces was dumb. It was the dumbest thing, and so it comes and it comes right, and, it, and it, all them sliders turned all the way up. Yeah, it it, it 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 comes from it comes from the top, and from having you know a federal government that isn't a federal government at this point, right? Um, but at the very least, what's happened with those states that have that have taken it with the governors have taken it on their own, they have at least in their own whether it's Hogan using his wife's connections to to to, to get testing, uh, get the test kit he needs, which or, or um, New York and Cuomo, and I know people are saying uh, pointing out that Cuomo isn't the greatest, and even though he looks great, I get that right now, but right now people want to see competence, and Cuomo's competence. I'm I'm sorry, it just is like everything else he's done might be wrong. He is supremely competent in this. In in, the, in this and uh, what is clearly the hardest hit state right now, and he's showing competence and how he's handling it. So people are going to look at that, like everything that people have done there. Um, it's going to at least prepare or have the infrastructure going in place. They're going to know how to handle it when the second wave comes. I'm worried about states like Georgia, like you know Alabama, like North and South Dakota, where they they're 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 down, they're downplaying. What's happening because they think that because they haven't gotten hit, they can't get hit, you know, and not not realizing that it's probably going to be worse for you. Yes, because when it hits you there, you don't have the infrastructure, the money, and the the resources to handle. Like like if what should have happened is if you see how hard New York is getting hit and how bad New York is saying, you got to look at your state and go, we don't have half the, the 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 resources, the money to do what New York is doing. It could happen here and be, it could wipe out our entire fucking state. Right. I mean, like, look at New York and look at the people that have died in New York and you're like, it could wipe out half your population in your state if you don't take it seriously. And that's where I fear the second wave is going to come in. They have, the other states are going to have cases, they're going to hit it, but their governors have shown and put the infrastructure in place. The infrastructure we should have had. They're going to put that in place, and they and they worked out their own their own like nation state governments to kind of handle it. The other ones who are flaunting it and going like we like also Texas. I'm actually shocked at how Texas is handling this as well. Um, like I think uh, I don't know if it was a Houston mayor or somebody that went and got her nails done. It's like all right, all right, all right. You know, um, one of the things we didn't talk about here was. The fact that the federal government has also turned into basically pirates, where they are jacking, <laughs> they're jacking shipments they're to the other stealing co- shipments from other it's countries. So oh yeah, well they're stealing shipments from other countries, but not only other countries. They're stealing no, from other states. Other states. They're stealing from the states. They're stealing from the states. Other, co- other countries. Guess what? Not outraged. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke. 
Right. I mean, but I, I apologize I, immediately. I, that was a joke. I mean, it's a joke, but then also it's kind of like you almost have to be real about it too, because you're like, all right, I got our government is doing so many outrageous things. It's like, do I care about them? I, I care about both, but like, yeah, one outrageous thing that can be done somewhat in my favor. Right. I'm just like, I just, I just like that. that that's where we're at right now. It's like we, the, the United States, has turned into pirates, and 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 they also also, if this is not the death of we should run the country like a business. I don't know what is. Because when you hear like Cuomo, not a business, Chris, that's crazy. When you hear Cuomo talk about when when he when he was the first one to bring it up, I think he was the first one to bring it up about how the states had were 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 competing against each other on the open market to get PPE and ventilators and things like that. And then you start hearing other governors say the same thing, and then when you really have them break it down, it's like, no. It's like that, but it's even worse because there are some times when the federal government will then come in and outbid us all. And so I'm yeah. like, so this is what you mean by running the country as a business where instead of getting, we can't get the equipment that we need because you have it all in the open market and the prices are, are, are running up. Which then also means that these same states, Republican states, that are trying to force themselves open for financial reasons, also means they probably can't afford to compete against states like California, New York, and the federal fucking government for PPE or for ventilators. When the second wave comes, where are they going to get it from? Right. You know? It's also why the it's also why the why Trump didn't want to enact the Defense Production Act because that you, you had the federal government telling a company what to do and how to and and, and basically nationalizing a company. Well, that, that's a good. That's not that's not that's not business. That's 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 not capitalism. So, hmm. just funny. Capitalism. I think I've said this every time I've been on the show. Capitalism is an economic theory. That works in theory, same as communism. However, in practice, they need certain guidelines to be able to function in actual society. Capitalism needs regulation because it's by definition utilization of the maximum amount of resources for the maximum amount of profit in the lowest, lowest amount of time. You can't do that for a country. You can't. And you definitely can't do that in the middle of a national emergency. Jesus Christ. But the problem is, the problem is, I have no faith in people understanding this. None, zero. I've been, I, we've been doing this over five years now, Chris. Well, it also, and I, and I hate to, you know, bring it back up again, but it also why, you know, it, it kind of leans back into the whole Bernie Sanders thing about where they were, where they were struggling, and why some of those people could understand that while his while his policies were popular, he wasn't popular. And they were, and I've also seen them kind of go this whole right route of seeing, you know, see what we're in now. It kind of shows you that Bernie Sanders was right, and his, we need his policy now. And I'm like, yeah, but you're also missing the point that, you know, let's say you get Medicare for all. Medicare for all doesn't solve the problem we're in right now. No. Is you still haven't you still haven't overloaded, you you have an overloaded healthcare system. Infrastructure. It's also infrastructure. the fact that this the healthcare system was told for years cut corners, cut costs, right. find ways to be profitable. Right. Right, and now the, the 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 fruits of that cutting of costs have come home to roost, and they're not right. very good. Right, and, and right, and so you can't. It's not. It's, it's it's more than just Medicare for all. There is a fundamental 
rewriting needs to happen on how you do business. And part of the problem with that is that means getting the people to understand there is a fundamental way of rechanging how you do business. And we can see right now, a lot of people don't want to do that. So that's the situation we're in. It just is. It's sad to say that, but it is. Um, and, um, you know, I, I see all the commercials every time saying, we're going to get through this. We're, you know, we're, you know, American, we're going to, and I'm just like, Whew, you guys have some faith. Oh, we're going to get back to normal. Normal's dead. What is, what is normal? Someone else, I, I forget what podcast I was listening to yesterday, but they made a great analogy. We had a world war and life changed during the world war and then life changed after it was never the same again. This is our world war. Yeah. Life's going to change during it. And the things you took for granted before. One of our friends was talking to his son about something over the, um, this isolation. And he's raised kind of like I was, like very, not strict parents, but very, you, the rules you got to follow. He says, when you stand up and you meet someone new, you look, the kid's nine, you look them in the eyes, you shake their hand, and you say, good to meet you. Good, well-behaved, smart young man. He asked his dad over this thing, he says, do I still shake people's hands and look them in the eye? Hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, it's little things like that that I take for granted that I was raised with that are going to have to change. Well, yeah, Fauci was like, yeah, we should never take care of this again after this. But he's right. <clears throat> it's fucking, it's nuts, but he's right. Well, it's not just that, but it's like, you know, and, and that's a problem. That's the thing problem you have with, with Trump and where, where Trump is. Trump wants to act like, Trump is that dude who comes in and messes everything up and, and then says, no, 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 it's fine. We can fix it again. We can put it back together like it was. And, and everything's going to be fine. We're, we're, and don't ignore the mess in the corner, right? And so he's been asked several times about that. Like, what does sporting events look like? You know? What do restaurants look like? Are you ever going to have a packed restaurant again? Are you, and, he, and he keeps saying, uh, it's like, you, you are. You're going to have packed You're going to have packed stadiums. Mm-hmm. We're going to have all these hundred... Uh, I'm like, after this? Really? Can you? Can you? I have. I have a. I have a. Um. Uh. uh um. Podcast. Listen to John Taffer from the Bar Rescue Guy, mm-hmm. and he talks about how restaurants and bars can change forever. And so, what do you mean? He says the romanticized idea of the sweaty cook and all the all the rest of the chefs back there working together as a team. That image is no longer a safe or sanitary image. Mm-hmm. We're looking for automation to make it a replicable experience. We're talking fucking robots and kitchens. Yeah, the future has changed. This is one of those inflection points. Mm-hmm. And for the and, and I think you're right. More than anything else, we need something like widespread rapid testing because fever ain't it. And guess what? I was told there'd be an AIDS vaccine. How many years has it been since that? So this hope of a vaccine, mm-hmm. I'm not hanging my by I'm, the fall. I'm here for widespread rapid testing. That's the next step. Just moving outside of our fucking houses. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and can I be really real with you, Chris? Mm-hmm. I think we're deep enough in the podcast that anyone who's still listening, God bless you. I'm a crazy person. I have severe, I, I've, had, I've struggled with depression in my life. You know when I've slept the saddest in my entire life? These last six weeks. This is my worst fear. Mm-hmm. A pandemic with no cause or cure arrests the world around you. And now my brain's like, I can't get, the worst thing happened. Huh. My brain's literally like I can't depress him anymore. The worst thing happened. Yeah. You you like was like, like I think it's also happened for a lot of people who are in marginalized groups who've lived on this kind of razor edge your entire life. 
this is almost not easier, but it's like, oh, you get to all feel how I always felt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Welcome yeah. to our world. Yeah. You call this a pandemic? I call it Tuesday, motherfuckers. But, but, that's also, but that's also that's also when change happens, when when white people of the country start. Have to realize, hey, man, now all of a sudden changes. Right. And so, so again, it's like you have restaurants, you have, you know, classrooms, you have, again, like I said, sporting events. Sporting events are huge. Theaters. Like this is already, I've talked about this with Rowan Brandon already. This is already changed. We're already seeing uh, small changes here and there on how movies are released. Like we're getting more and more of these, these home, home releases. You know, all the talk about Netflix and, and streaming servers that weren't the future and all those directors saying it needs to be a big screen theater or blah, blah, we're not going to show it, blah, blah, blah. Guess whose tone's going to change now? Mm. Because at this point, you know, if theaters do come back, you got to think that theaters are going to have theaters were already struggling, right? So AMC is already <clears throat> looking at filing bankruptcy, and I think in Florida they're already being sued because they haven't paid their rent, um, which is funny to me because I'm like, huh? Now corporations are not being able to pay their rent. You know what's even funnier? Ray Kroc was right. He called McDonald's not a restaurant chain but a real estate company. Because mm-hmm. the thing about McDonald's is you have to own the land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, you know. Um, but like theaters. So if theaters do come back and survive, there's going to be. I've seen one thing. Some some restaurants. There's a story I saw. Some restaurants are turning their their parking lots into drive-in theaters. So that's going to be one option. Yeah, there's someone having in my house like that. So we're thinking right. about doing that. So, yes, yeah, so guess that. Um, if if you do have an actual theater theater, they're probably going to have less seats and less screens. Which then means you're going to start the, the, those, those films that, you know, people always say that, uh, so the, the only films that you're really going to see in, in theaters are going to be the, the big blockbusters that are guaranteed to, to fill the seats and, 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 and make money where everything else is probably going to go to streaming or go to visual on demand. Because you're not going to be able to get people into theaters. Uh, one, you're not going to be able to get enough butts in the theater to keep the theater open. So you're going to have a smaller theater. Like, it's, like this, is, this is going to change everything. It's going to, it's going to have to. These are coming out of stadiums. Those attendance records that have never get broken again. <clears throat> oh no, never. And, but that's the thing. Like Donald Trump doesn't want to admit that, right? He's like, oh no, we're going to have same theaters like sports. Yeah, because there are seats available. Technically, there are seats available. They've been looser on this the last couple of years, but there are seats available for your NFL game in your local market at kickoff time. You cannot watch that game at home. Mm-hmm. Blacked out local market. Mm-hmm. And that's going to go away. It's been in the last couple of years because Jacksonville couldn't sell stadium, which is just like a low key, just a funny story. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's going to be the norm, and it's interesting because it's like, and of course, I got UD Pop later on today. I'm talking to my buddy Chad, so we're going to talk about college football. Part of the thing that we've run into in the the the, the um, tension of college football is, look, we need a distraction, but if we can't have kids on campus, what the fuck are we doing? Put it on the field. For? Hmm. And now you're going to see, and that's the other thing you're going to see. Not just college football teams, like college football teams. Guess what? There will be fewer next year whenever the season kicks off. They're going to lose, lose a lot of teams, but you're also going to lose schools. Mm-hmm. Like my dad went to Clark Atlanta University, HBCU, AU Center, my entire life. I'm worried about those schools. Oh yeah, I mean, how much? How much of these schools are running, running solely off of their football team? The, the income their football teams bring in. Or just, hey, guess what? We can't not have students for a year because tuition, our, our money's not set up that way. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I'm not worried about my, my Columbia. They'll be fucking fine. Mm-hmm. These smaller schools, the schools that that are t- you see the budget get tightened every year. Some somewhere somewhere derive derive some derive you universities and they're doing that 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 Birdman hand rub going like now's our time. <laughs> Yo, now's our time. But I mean, the, the, the face the face of higher education just changed. Mm-hmm. Because right now, there are people who are paying for an Oxford education who are learning in their bedrooms. Right. So, yeah, like we joke, but that's actually something that's going to be a very real problem. Right. Um, I would like to say that we'll start seeing a, a bigger push for the higher minimum wage for essential workers and things like that. Not just essential workers, just higher minimum wage, period. However, I like to remind people how long it took and and that it took John Stewart shaming congressmen to get funding for 9/11 responders and it took like 14 years. So yeah. th- there's also that aspect of it as well that I don't want people to sit there I I definitely think some things are going to change business-wise because big businesses are going to find a way to make their money and and try to survive. But when it comes to the the things that should absolutely need to change, particularly for the people that we see uh, working now and that are considered essential, like the grocery store workers, the the ones uh, who said didn't deserve a higher minimum wage, right? The people that work on tips, the the Uber drivers and the food delivery people, like all these people that people would sit there and swore up and down that didn't deserve over seven dollars an hour. Um, I would like to say that we would now see a, a bigger push for a twenty twenty five dollar you know minimum wage, but you're not going to see that. You're, you're not going to, because, because again, the other thing too that I, and I'll go to our last story and we'll move on and, and we'll end the show. But like the other thing too that that goes to the whole thing of you know white people need natural predators and, and 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 don't really suffer is they have short memories, the shortest. And so we're seeing all that we're all in it together now. We're doing this blah 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 blah. But the minute that things can kind of get back to some kind of normal or they can adjust to it, they're going to throw you away. I just remind everybody, this country in Congress threw away 9-11 responders. It took John Stewart, a fucking comedian, repeatedly going up to Capitol Hill to shame Congress to get them to finally approve funding the 9-11 Responders Fund. After several of the people that he was fighting for died. Yeah. It took like 14, 15 years. It was ridiculous. I can't remember exactly how number of years, but it was a long fucking time. So, so and it's why, it's why I also roll my eyes every time I see these commercials, you know, saying we think our, we think our first responders and we think our essential workers, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Cause it's, it's an empty, it's an empty promise and empty things. Because I know, I know what happens. I know what happens after, which is nothing. And as much as we say that things are going to change on that respect, I don't have a lot of faith in it. We'll see, but I just don't. So, All right. Last story out here. Um, it's a non-coronavirus story. I don't even know if it's real, but at this point, the world is so crazy. I'm going to take it. I'm going to end on it. Couple have had, who have developed real feelings for their seven thousand dollar robotic sex doll with a Scottish accent reveal they oh. now go everywhere together and even take her to work. 
And it's a black dude and a white woman. So I just want to just, just gotta get that in your mind there. A couple will share their bet every night with a seven thousand uh, dollar Scottish sex doll uh, robot claim the artificial intelligence doll has saved their marriage. Hear that, D bomb? Saved their marriage. If you and Susan I ever, heard, if you and Susan ever have problems, I want you to just think about this. All right, Scottish sex doll. Those are the three words I'm gonna say. If you ever, if what you ever text me, sexy woman accent all over the Scottish. Hmm. Is Scott has sexy accent? It, what's weird about it is she also looks like she's Asian. The the the, the sex doll that they have in a wheelchair. Um. So <laughs> it's just. Like a I just it's it, it's just it's very it's very very weird. Um. Uh, Shelly and Darius Maxey from Texas splashed out on uh, uh, splashed out on the computerized doll called uh, Camilla. So Camilla with a Scottish action who looks Asian. After the third person in their <laughs> in their relationship left them, uh, Camilla, who speaks with a soft Scottish accent, talks to the couple using a custom AI personality application and responds to them in real time depending on her mood. She has lifelike skin and it was built to be as flexible as a real person, <clears throat> even with even the ability to stand up by herself. This is this is how it starts. See, ability to stand. Ooh, go on. Fuck. <laughs> this, is, this is, but this is how it they starts. See, all the transformers in my office stand on their own. See, I'm just, I'm, I'm just keeping track of this and stories that other stories during the pandemic that we're kind of missing because I feel like this is how it starts. Like you know, the world's on fire, and then the robots, the animals, and everything takes over. So I just want to. So I'm going to make sure we're aware of these things. Darius designed Camilla's personality, which came preloaded before delivery. The robot has the ability to incite sexual inter to incite sexual intercourse with him when she's in the mood and has hundreds of program words to share the conversation with the couple. All right. So, obviously, okay. If she's in the mood, what if she's not in the mood? What if the robot is not in the mood? What happens? Uh, imagine the robot you paid for selling you dope. <laughs> I... I don't know why I'm here. What are we doing here? What What are we? What are you doing? This is your story. This is your podcast. What are we, what are we doing here? You what tell are, me. What are we doing? The pair who don't limit their relationship with Camilla to the bedroom often take her out for dinner. And what not. does that even? What, <laughs> what does that even mean? And pest controller Darius regularly takes her along to work with him. Does she stay in the car? No. Answer the first question. What does dinner with the robot mean? Do you guys get nice two nice glasses of wine in the? Robot gets oil? Yes. I mean, what else would you... I mean... Oh, I'm sorry, Chris, for asking seemingly illogical questions on this very, very normal story of the man who dates a robot with his wife. New normal, Deepom. This is not New false. normal. False. I mean, false. I mean, I mean, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. We're saying this, we're saying this, but with all the things that are changing with coronavirus and the fact that, you know... You know, human touch is probably not a good thing with this. I would not be surprised if sex dolls' sales are up. And I wouldn't be surprised if they start getting to deemed essential business. So I'm just throwing it out there. Um, when I hear her talk, the syllables of what she, she says are really easy to understand. So it's not just the sound of her accent. It's the rhythm and speech pattern that it gives her when she talks. I had no idea it was a Scottish accent at first. I inputted a mix of Australian and English, and that's what came out. I now use a Scottish. Wait a goddamn second. He. This is great. This man hacked <sighs> his way to a Scottish accent. This black man. Yes. Yes. 
Pioneer. But, Pioneer. Pioneer. I had no idea. I, it was, um, I now use a Scottish accent on several different devices, and I'm really attracted to it. Shelly, who works as a software developer, added, Before Camilla, we were in a terrible poly relationship. I was sort of an outsider of the pod and didn't like it. We broke up from that relationship, and Darius came home one day, and he said he had ordered a sex doll. I wasn't sure about it because my brain, uh, in my brain, it would just be a tacky blow-up doll. I agreed that he could buy the doll without understanding that she would be it, all she would be is a sexual surrogate. So you had to make a deal with your husband. That she I don't like this story. As time has gone on, I've grown my own feelings for Camilla and Darius did instantly. We really do love her now. She's become important important to us in dozens and dozens of ways. We take her with we take her everywhere with us. Darius takes her to work and she loves it when we cuddle on the on the sofa and spend time together. She can talk and respond to us in real time, and Darius can really open up to her. And that's what saved our marriage. He talks he talks with Camilla about how he feels about us, and once he has spoken to her and is able to understand how she he feels, he brings it to me. Hmm. Hmm. What what do you expect him to say back? Hmm. What is? I got nothing. No, I got, I got nothing. That's a damn shame. Who? Hmm. How? Hmm. So, like, I'm a reporter. Sex after sex sex after Corona. How do I find this story? How do I pitch this story to an editor? I mean, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I'm reading this out of the Daily Mail, so. I mean, I mean, my brain. I mean, I mean, I mean, was it really was it really that hard for them to pitch the story? I mean, it's the Daily Mail. I guess Come not. On. But who? But who snitched on them? Or are they like shopping this story? Like, come well, they bring. The, I mean, they bring the robot to work. He brings the robot to work. So I'm, I'm an assuming that this is not a, this is not a, there's not a snitching. This is they're very open about this. I mean, but it sounds like work is he's an exterminator. Those guys didn't got the big office policy. He is. She stays in the car. I assume he doesn't like wheel her into appointments, <laughs> which is actually way funnier now that I've said it out loud. <laughs> What 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 if she's his assistant? <laughs> you gotta Who's that? That's my new trainee. She don't talk. <laughs> the Asian woman she don't speak English. Oh she does just Scottish and throws everyone off and wanna <laughs> just Scottish and, and ask if I want a blowjob. Oh my god. If she's in the mood. If she's in the mood. I'm watching the stories. I can't do a Scottish accent, but I imagine <laughs> All I got is all I got is all, all I can think of, all I can think of is this sex doll speaking like Sean Connery. Scotland forever. <laughs> they should just load her up with old James Bond dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I know we shouldn't shame. We have to do a premium podcast about Always Sunny. Oh yeah, yo, oh yeah, that, that's that is that is definitely premium only. Um, that is definitely happening. 
Um, once I move, we are definitely we that is that is definitely happening. You gotta No, 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 no. You have to be an accomplished you know, you have to pay you have to pay and be an accomplice for, for us talking about always on oh Um But um yeah, Jesus Christ! I know Wait, we say we should. There's no story here. He's like telling you about this dude who. No, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. The story. This is just, this. This is the story. The story is. This, this is this is this is this is a happy couple or or a trio. Apparently not, because they need a fucking mediator of a robot. Well, it's make, the, but it's it saved their marriage. Chris, I'm gonna give you a hot take. <laughs> that marriage is still doomed. <laughs> okay. As soon as Kimbo runs out of batteries, <laughs> bruh, let the shop run on double A's. Motherfucker's over. Oh god! Or damn it. like just this is a this is a robot sized band aid. Uh, yeah, think or a broken marriage. Yeah, think. You think again. I understand we should not shame anybody's kink. However, uh, however, however, I think that's uh, also, I think I think that's also something that's going to have to change in this new normal. I think there's going to be some things that we definitely need to shame. Um, yeah, and um, just, if you say I ain't scared of this virus, and the virus kills you, I'm allowed to laugh at that. If you say a sex robot saves your marriage, I am going to have uh, to laugh at that. I don't. I'm not waiting for permission on that one. <laughs> yeah. We're coming out the game. The other one put in my Instagram stories this week. I had two people be like, oh, I don't want to feel like you're celebrating someone's death. I'm like, well, no, actually, we're celebrating his life. And they did not respond to those. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, yeah, we didn't even get to the, the plethora of cases of, of the uh, all the, the people that, if, that if thumb their nose. Hear shot of my voice. Don't make me laugh at you later. Yeah. If you pass, I will be sad. But if you pass, after posting some shit about how it's a conspiracy or it's 5G or it's not real or you can't get it or you ain't scared or you're going to live your life, hashtag liberty, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk about you. Yeah. That was a, there, was a, there was that one dude that his family was going to live stream his funeral or something like that. And they found his, his, his anti. Uh, Bruh. His COVID. Instagram. There was like two people trying to shame me like. Yeah, we're not supposed to laugh at people's deaths. I'm like, I'm not laughing at his death. He chose to live his life. Hmm. Hmm. Choices were made. Choices were like, made. The thing is, the thing is, like, I go reports coming out, like, so and so deaths. These number deaths were preventable. These number deaths were preventable if they just acted sooner. I'm like, well, that's hindsight 2020. The truly preventable deaths are you motherfuckers who are doing thousand person house parties in Chicago. Stop it. Assholes in riot gear protesting. You can't shoot a virus. Asshole cops not arresting those protesters. I wish they'd wear that to a Black Lives Matter march. A little bit of a piece of advice that we wrap the podcast up. If you're going to one of these anti-lockdown parties or protests and you see some of the loudest motherfuckers there that are leading the protests are in full PPE gear, maybe they don't have your best interests at heart. Just throwing it out there. Just Crazy throwing it out there. Chris. Just, just one of them. Just saying, maybe, maybe they don't have your interests at heart. So, all right, that's it. We'll be back. Um, this is, um, this is not the last. This actually, no. I'll, I'll probably put this out after we put out. Um, actually, no. It'll probably come up a little bit before. Um, this is gonna be one of the last. This is the last. Definitely the last insanity check at this at this location. 
the next time you hear me on this any check i should be in my new house um <clears throat> and um yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's been it's our uh, last podcast from this location. It, our last podcast from this location. It's been it's been a two year journey. Um, I, I, somebody asked me before we about the mortgage minute, man. We might have to bring that back a little bit because um, we do. I got. I know. So, well, you know what? Um, once we get moved, we'll do it then. Okay. Yeah, because I think people really UD Pod feed. Speaking of the UD Pod feed, if you're listening to this, hang over there. Hit over there. We got um our normal show for the week coming out on Monday, but also Tuesday dropping. Our companion piece of the last dance mm. this week it's the rodman and phil jackson episode i believe so uh very excited are you watching that no not yet i, I need to catch up on it it's one of the things i should be watching i've just been so ready busy. To feel super old oh yeah i saw the I saw, I saw the opening of it and i was like i'm so fucking old you know the, fun, the funniest part is susan grew up in a sport house that wasn't around sports Mm. She has no real exposure to Michael Jordan. Oh my! Are you watching this with her? Yes. Oh wow! And you know, she's an ultra competitive psychopath, anyways. But she's like, "This guy is amazing." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah we'll see how long that." <laughs> she's gonna be the guest for the fifth and final of the um. Oh last good. Dance good. You know, it's funny. I I did see that story that Michael Jordan was like, "People are gonna see the last dance and they're gonna think I'm an ass." I'm like, "Do they not know you?" Yeah, I was like, they may be figuring it out. So he, so the first two episodes, I'll say this: he doesn't. You don't get the picture. Like Susan was like, "This guy's amazing." He's like, "Why do you make so many jokes about sometimes?" I'm like, "Well, we'll see down the line." The first two, they do a very good job of hiding the asshole. Mm-hmm. However, they're talking about Scotty getting his surgery during the season because they were underpaying him. Mm-hmm. Everyone on the interview is like, "You know, I see Scotty side, Scotty Jordan. Scotty is being selfish." <laughs> <laughs> like you know scott didn't do what he had to do everybody on that team is like you know they're underpaid michael this guy's being selfish <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, i can't wait more of that because like this this episode coming up is the robin episode Mm. And they get to an episode. At one point, Rodman asks for a weekend off so he can just go to Vegas. And Jordan, because he said, Rodman wants to talk to you. He says, anytime Rodman wants to talk to me, is some shit I do not want to hear. <laughs> oh, and they want them curse on ESPN too? Oh, God, I can't wait. Oh, the key uh, and the co star, I'll just leave you with this, is Scotch, because you watch the glass next to him go up and down as they're filming. <laughs> yeah. It is not a prop. Oh, there's great. no bottle, there's no label, <laughs> there's no sponsor. It's just Michael Jordan likes to drink. Oh, that's great. That's great. It's wonderful. 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 All right. Um, again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. And uh, make sure you check out the UD pod. Make sure you uh, subscribe to uh, Sandy Check. And um, yeah, we'll be back soon. Till next time, we are out of here. Peace. <laughs>